Welcome to the Beargrass Christian Church Podcast. My name is Dee Decker, and I am the Director of Communications here at Beargrass. It's a joy to welcome you to part two of my conversations with the ministers in a new series called Pandemic Ponderings. In this episode, I speak with the ministers about what it means to preside over a virtual table, what the table means to them, and how it has helped them understand and feel more connected and part of the community of Beargrass. We also talk a lot about electronic evangelism. We close our conversations with what they've learned about themselves in the midst of the pandemic and what challenges and opportunities they have been able to identify. Here now, part two of my conversation with the Ministers of Beargrass, Pandemic Ponderings. The things that we hold dear and true to us, and one of the things, especially for disciples, is the table. And that came up in our conversation last time. And we all agreed that it would be difficult to even imagine virtual communion. And I think I I even said, I would hate to have to take communion by myself in front of a computer. And yet that is exactly what's been occurring over the last eight weeks. So I'm, I'm curious, what has it been like for you as ministers? We've talked about you know, have the difficulty of preaching to an empty room. What is it like to stand behind the table and invite people virtually to a place of welcome and grace and acceptance and nobody be physically there? Yeah, it's, it's a challenge. And I think uh, I've tried to use my imagination in terms of in, after, after I get the elements and, and, and pray and, and I try to imagine our, our families and what they're doing at home. Um, mm-hmm. What are they using for the elements this morning? Uh, mm-hmm. Is the whole family unit there? Is it, is it one mm-hmm. one person by him or herself? And, and so I, I just I, I imagine the table just got really, really big. And there's a whole bunch of people sitting around it with all kinds of forms of communion. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, what I really miss, uh, especially at nine o'clock, is, is yeah. sitting on the front pew and watching the folks, mm-hmm. the saints come forward and, and receive the gifts. And, and, and my habit is to pray for every one of them as they pass by. And so I miss that part of it in, in the sanctuary. But but I've tried to find a way to do that uh, by imagining who's out there and who would be there at this time. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and just imagining that God has opened up this this grand table that, that covers the metro or beyond. Um, so it, it, it's taken a little mental exercise. Again, I still I still love being with the people in that moment because it's so powerful. But mm-hmm. uh, um, finding finding ways to make it make it more meaningful, I think, as as we get more used to the rhythm of it all. Well, and as we began to envision what would an online or virtual service look like, and we we talked about what are the elements of the service that need to be here, even though we couldn't physically gather communion, it was not an option to not do communion, even in this way. Uh, So I think that speaks to the importance of even a virtual communion. You know, it it had to be part of our service. Mm -hmm. I remember those conversations. Yeah. You had said in, in the one of the other podcasts that we did in November, you asked, what does a virtual table even look like? Do you think you did it? Yes. 
best I can say is I hope so. You know, yeah. I mean, I think we're trying. Yeah. And I yeah. think God blesses those efforts. It's kind of a loaves and fishes moment. Like right. we're all sharing. We're pulling out from what we have. We're sharing this. And let's hope and pray and trust that God is, is blessing that to, to go forward. And I've enjoyed, I mean, I've had people send me uh, pictures of yeah. their communion elements of the day. Yeah, I love and, seeing um, mm-hmm. So, I, I mean, I do think people are finding ways to make it meaningful mm-hmm. for them. And Because there are a whole lot of people checking in mm-hmm. who, who maybe have never seen us before, have no idea who we are. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I've been pleased with all of us for... Um, more reminders about the tables the most yep. important thing we do this this is what brings us together this is an open table by the way right uh, what does that mean and because of the political climate we're actually getting a great chance to talk about who we are and why we are the way we are and and you all are welcome even though you don't agree on all these issues that you're so upset about and calling us about uh, we love you anyway That's right. and we're, we're here and right. so so to you camera <laughs> whether you're here virtually or physically um, this is the place that unites us and brings us together so um, it's it's been it's been good to have a wake-up call for all of us to, to re-embrace uh, uh, you know the, the, the table is the central act of, of of our community being together whether we're here or connecting uh, virtually so we are all one community whether we are all in the same building right. or whether we are scattered in, in different places whether it, you know we're allowed to be in the building or not right. we we are one that is all <laughs> and that's a good word i mean that really is a good word and that's one of the things with, you know, we're offering different ways of the online service, either Facebook Live or you can watch it later. Mm-hmm. I think there's something beautiful with doing it live that when we know we're at the table, people with their pictures I've heard are doing it. There's just still that sense of community, even though we're not gathered physically in this space. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not for some of you who need to watch it later or whatever. Totally fine. That is what you need to do. Right. But I, I really appreciate that we've chosen still to do the Facebook live service because there's some that just know that right now we're doing this together. Mm-hmm. Well, I've got colleagues in the churches that are pre-recording and we have laughed about, oh, man, you get to sleep in on Sunday. But yet I, I really don't. I'm not really oh. jealous because <laughs> I do love exactly what Stephen's name is. So right. brought it up yeah. that, that we have a sense we're doing this together. I love I, I always rebroadcast it. I share the feed on my phone and to be able to see, oh, yeah, there's 150 people logged in in the middle. And like, there's a sense of we're in this together mm-hmm. that we're still connected that's powerful to me yeah and I as, as much as I can I try and watch the comments and one of the things that I love seeing mm-hmm. is having people greet each yeah. other good morning online. glad you're here hey, yeah. yes. glad you're here or seeing some of our members have moved away I know we've yeah. got a right. member that moved to California right. and she's joined us every Absolutely. Sunday yeah. in spite of the time difference right. it's that's, real early for that is it's fun to have her back. Yeah. I feel connected to her again. Absolutely. So it's expanding the church rather right. than shrinking it. Well, yeah. And if you get expanding, um, as one of the things we've committed to is having a time for children. And I was able to bring the worship and wonder ministry. Oh, yes. We've had it for several years. But now but I've heard from it. more adults. Yes. Get what 
we're doing yes. in that ministry because they're seeing one of us lead the worship and wonder story. So it's been great for the children. I think in time of this to have their routine, just like Summit Community is something we look forward to for the children. It's something they look forward to is their time. But I think our adults are seeing ministry in a whole new way. Mm-hmm. And I think this has opened our doors and our worship to see some things they didn't see before. But I do think there's power in, in, in claiming that that someday vision or that um, that when we can get together vision, not just for those of us who would normally gather, but even for those who feel isolated as a, a potential vision out there. I don't know what the reason may be why someone may feel that they're not welcome, but to claim that as a vision, like maybe someday you'll feel welcome. Maybe someday you can walk in the door, maybe, you know, and to hold that out there. I don't know that that's wrong. Just holding on to that as a, a, um, a hope, I suppose, regardless of why we're, we're separated, um, that, that we, while we're yes, careful about our language, that we don't lose the vision of, of connection. Mm-hmm. So. No, that makes sense. Because, yeah. because when, when we're, we're here, so to speak, that people take us out from the back pew right. and sneak out uh, until they feel moved mm-hmm. to the next level. Uh, what I've been thrilled with is that <laughs> our, our folks at Beargrass are are uh, stepping up to uh, evangelism efforts mm-hmm. a lot more quickly than they used to because it's yeah. not a matter of saying, you know, I'll see you at church on Sunday. It's saying, let me send you this service. And, and so this electronic evangelism is happening. And so- yeah, I, 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 and it's along the same line. I've, I'm seeing some people log into the virtual service that I know personally through Facebook and whatnot who I don't think would necessarily come in the building, right. but they're watching. And I had one reach out to me last week, like, I I so enjoyed this. Thank you for including me. Um, I'm, I'm really curious to watch again next well, week. Yeah. That, kind of, that kind of outreach excites me, because it's not just exactly. grabbing a former Methodist or grabbing a former Baptist, but it's right. grabbing somebody who needed meaning in their life in a way that, that we are equipped to provide, right. but it's getting over the baggage to let them know, no, really, you are welcome. We right. really do love you just the way you are. Well, and I, again, I geek out over this kind of stuff, um, <laughs> clearly. And so I've been reading a whole lot of, um, you know, books and uh Reports and you know Lee's probably sick of me forwarding some of it to him. But um, the online church really is the front door now. Mm-hmm. This is the first step. It used to be that the the website was sort of your front door. The website is now the porch. Mm-hmm. People will go to your website and you know dig all around in it to figure out you know what do you. Um, what do you have for your children? What do you have for your youth? What do you, you know, what was your last sermon series? That sort of thing. Uh, but the online worship is the way that people visit now. Um, and I think it's, you know, just to piggyback off of what you said, Rob, it is powerful and it's, it's much easier to say, Hey, why don't you check out one of our services, yeah. mm-hmm. either live stream or the recorded version. It's um, a lower entry point. Yeah. You know, it's easier to just click on it for a few minutes if you want to ease your. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not as overwhelming. And, right. and for those of us who have been hurt by the church or mm-hmm. whatever, you know, I don't have to worry about somebody and, and I'm an, an introvert so I don't have to worry about somebody coming up mm-hmm. and you know wanting my inf- information or whatever <laughs> I can just kind of casually mm-hmm. peruse so I think it's uh, yeah I think it's exciting 
Stephen, I'm quoting you a lot because you're so wise. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> you said, <clears throat> we had talked about <clears throat> church in the 21st century and necessarily <clears throat> necessary ingredients for the church. And you said, it's not only about listening to our people in the spirit, but also about being open. You don't know exactly what is going to be needed five years from now or turned out to be five months from now. <laughs> we want to be ready and open to respond. And that seems truly prophetic because just four months later, we were in the midst of a global pandemic and a lockdown. So let me ask you a few questions um, about your responses to this unique situation in time. And this is for everybody. What have you learned about yourself? Well, for me on a selfish matter, I need people in my life. Um, I'm, I'm an introvert and I value my quiet time, but I live by myself and going four or five days without seeing another living human being is is just tough. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I thought, you know, oh, I like this. Th- okay, there's such a thing as too much alone time. Write this down. I would not have said that to you pre-pandemic, um, but... It just is so, oh gosh, I, I do like people. Um, I do like being around others. Even something as simple as, you know, I'm a bachelor. I, my weird hours, I often eat at restaurants by myself at some point, but at least there's interaction with the server mm-hmm. and somebody else in the restaurant. Right. Now it's just, oh yay, a frozen pizza again. <laughs> yay. Um, so um, just that personally, it's just, I've learned that, yes, I do like to be around other people on occasion. Yeah. So. Let's see, I'm on the opposite end of the spectrum. I'm a massive extrovert, and I was not built for social distancing. <laughs> so I, I don't know that I learned that about myself, but it's been reinforced mm-hmm. that man, being around being around uh, people is, is it just as a huge. I'm energized by things like Wednesday night or Sunday night youth group or even Sunday morning worship. I'm it's like a high, and I so miss that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm finding ways. I've got several groups of friends that have, that have begun gathering uh, regularly via Zoom that I'm reconnecting with, and so that's what really fun as well but that need for connection uh, is strong excuse dr low <laughs> what have i learned about myself <laughs> um i i've learned that uh i am actually more productive working at home than in the office um i've learned that i've had to kind of tweak of the biggest challenges for me is to rethink ministry because ministry of presence is um, that's just kind of the basis and foundation of my ministry and um, I've had to rethink what that means I've been not been able to be with those who uh, have been in the hospital uh, what none of us have um, or those who are experiencing you know the death of a loved one um, and so that's been a challenge and, and difficult uh, thing for me, um, but I've learned that there, you know, are other ways of being present and, and providing uh, meaningful ministry. Yeah, I think it's forced us to be more creative. I, I know just this week we had a congregation member who lost a family member, mm-hmm. and while that was unfolding, it was I was fighting every instinct in me. Was normally I would drive across town and go throw my arms around him, give him a big hug. Mm-hmm and just sit with him for a minute and you can't do that and, and I think that to me has been part of the pain of this or the people that have gone through we've had multiple congregation folks go into the hospital through this and, and to be restricted from going to see them uh, yeah. 
extremely difficult. Yeah, and just hearing the the grief and the heartache of yeah. a family, there will be a service on Saturday, and just hearing the grief and heartache of we can only have nine people because you count as one. Yeah. So it's like, uh, and how do you make those decisions? Which nine people? Oh, right. You know, I, so. I do not envy folks having to make those drive. I've got a family member in the hospital right now, mm-hmm. and we none of us can go. Right. I mean, it's just that's part of of this reality. And so, how do we minister to each other through that? It's, and it's been mis- hard. Mentioning kids, you know, one of the things we did was delivering a palms, and that yeah. was just oh, so, so much, much fun. fun. So much fun. Yeah, that was awesome. We did it socially, responsibly, distant, you know, yeah. and, and clean, and all that stuff. But you know, somehow, says I tried to be as discreet as possible to avoid the social distancing. But sometimes the kids would see me, and some wanted to run and give me a hug, oh. and to tell a kid that I could. <laughs> give them a hug was just so hard. I mean, they weren't grieving, you know, in a sense of a death or something, we couldn't be there, but just to see them and not being able to give them a high five, give them a fist yeah. bump or something was just, or tell, tell a two-year-old, no, you can't hug Mr. Steven right now. That's hard. It was hard. Um, For some houses, we couldn't get very close to it. The governor's mansion, we left them quite a ways out and sent a text and said, come out to the sidewalk. There's some palms waiting to live alone. Each house was different, I think. <laughs> but it was a fun project. Uh, yeah. We... What have you learned? Yeah, um, I think just the, the, the well, the same kinds of things. Just the jo- the joy of being connected, and, and uh, you know, it's a loss right now that we can't be together. I mean, the, all of us have, have folks within this wonderful faith community that we really look forward to seeing and interacting with every week. I think, and um, and there, there's a rhythm to the, to that too. I mean, every, every weekend we get to see these great people who are doing such great things, and and. I, I guess for myself, I've just deepened my appreciation for for how much, how many great people who are so committed, so dedicated, so generous, so loving, so supportive of us mm-hmm. who are here. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. Gosh, I'm just so so thankful to be in a in a, in a very healthy. Um, faith community beer grass so uh, I guess we all kind of know that but this this has heightened my awareness of uh, thank you God um, that we're here and thank, thank thanks be to God that we've yeah. been around for a long long time and and, and that we continue to, to adjust and uh, you think about our history starting in 1784 and, and what all the hurdles this church family has jumped to be where we are and, and now we're jumping another one and we're going to keep rolling and, and uh, so I guess for myself just just a profound sense of gratitude for the church I think I could speak for the church that we have a profound sense of gratitude for you Lee and for all of our ministers thanks for tuning in to this episode and we hope that you will join us on our Facebook live stream each Sunday at 9am for worship You can also check us out on YouTube. We now have a YouTube channel that we live stream to as well. Simply go to youtube.com and search for Beargrass Christian Church. That'll take you directly to to our channel. For more information on what's going on in the life of Beargrass, how to get connected to a Sunday school group via Zoom or a small group, simply go to www.beargrass.org. Until next time, peace.